0: best interest, and that's the way we see it, to assure that migration is safe, legally, and ordered. The same happens. We work on cooperation on security matters with the United States because it's also on our best interest, and we will continue to do so. That's
1: the ambassador from Mexico talking about how safe migration is their top priority and making sure people safely get from Honduras to the United States, but don't stop in Mexico. That's what he left out. Right, Because we won't have people sneaking into our country. We won't allow that. Right, But we think it should happen in your country. Those that aren't raped and killed in Mexico will find a happy home in the States. And if you don't allow that, well, then you're probably racist. That is also part of the message. A um, couple of reasons. Uh, well, a couple of interesting things about the lottery. So it's up over a billion dollars. Is the other one available, too? So are they both still not oh, yeah. Won? Yeah, so you got one a billion plus dollars and one nearing a billion dollars.
2: Well, yeah, the, one, right? the 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 Mega Millions is getting close to two.
1: I don't play the lottery. Um, I think it's bad. I, for, I think it's bad for society. I think it's bad for your own personal uh, view of life. It's loser talk. But um, there's a couple of articles on why it's a good idea to buy lottery tickets. I don't I think know. it is. Um, if you if you could stay completely emotionally uh, detached from it. W- you're not going to miss a dollar or two, so it only makes sense right. to uh, do it. But that most people I know, they spend a lot of t- time fantasizing about the lottery. and That's just craziness to me. Um, but here's a story. A lawyer is saying, don't get into those office pools, which practically everybody is doing right now. Right. Um, they got an example of uh, a couple of different lawsuits that have happened across the country where uh, the office does win, and then somebody sues somebody. And this is what happens a lot, and I could see how this would happen. So we buy tickets together. Marshall wins, and he says, "Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't win with one of the tickets that we all bought as a pool. I bought. I won with one of my own tickets." Right. Well, how do you prove that or not? Oh boy! Unless you took the time to nail down, you know, documentation of which tickets are yours, and who's gonna. Most people aren't gonna do that. Cause, Tell you who's gonna get rich: the lawyers. I, I, most people aren't gonna do that because you all know you're not actually gonna win. Right. But uh, it would be be pretty easy to say. That's what I'd claim and screw all of you. I bought my own lottery tickets, and th- this is my own lottery ticket. Right. Yeah, the pool one lost. Sorry. Sorry. My own personal ticket won. So watch out for that. Or look forward to turning on your coworkers viciously. Yes.
2: So <laughs> yes! Uh, <clears throat> I've been waiting for Positive that. Sean has made his choice. What about the idea of buying up every possible uh, combination?
1: Yeah, because last week, I remember for a particular drawing last Wednesday, it was like a chances were one in 300-some million. Well, your, your odds don't change of winning. No matter what. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why some gamblers say your, your value per ticket, since the odds don't change, it's actually a better value once the jackpot reach, reaches mm. certain crescendos. In the Mega Millions drawing, five numbered
2: balls are drawn from a drum with 70 balls. Final bonus ball is drawn from a drum with 25 balls. you got to match all six numbers to win the full jackpot. There are smaller fixed prizes. So, as there are 12,103,014 possible combinations of the first five numbers, and you have to multiply that if you know about probability, you multiply that by the 25 options for the final ball, you get about 302.5 million possible Mega Millions uh, tickets. At $2 per ticket, then, you'd have to buy every possible combination. It would cost you $605 million, 150700 Now, presuming you have that much money in the bank, and your little scheme worked, um, you know, your cost would be uh, six oh five. Your payout would be nine seventy eight. You'd make about three hundred seventy four million dollars, which is a great idea, unless uh, somebody else uh, gets. Well, there are a number of complications. You got to hope
1: you're the only winner, yeah.
2: Including, the first problem is the actual physical act of buying more than 300 million Mega Millions tickets and filling them out by hand.
1: What is taking so long in this line? I'm just trying to buy a monster drink and some cigarettes. I'm up to 80 million. I got like 220 to go. Sorry. I'm I'm buying 300 million Well, you'd have
2: to somehow design a device that could carefully and systematically make sure you got every ticket. Because if you want a specific ticket, set of numbers you have to enter that manually 350 million
1: times um i feel like all this lottery talk is similar to what i would do if i were president or something like that or was
2: suddenly in a high security
1: prison (laughs) none of these things are going to happen so what difference does it make the second
2: and larger problem with our comprehensive mega million scheme is the risk of splitting the jackpot Oh, so if you split it two or more ways, obviously that would be devastating to your plan. And if it was just two people winning, that would cut you in half. You'd lose $78 million. So, um, and, uh, you know.
1: And so it's up to nearly $2 billion now, so you could have 2,000 millionaires. Yes. and But human nature doesn't or like 200 that. 200 people winning $10 million. Think about that. That seems clearly a better option, but uh, that's not what human nature wants. Human nature wants the whole thing. Some sort of weird gold fever greediness thing in human nature that I don't I don't quite understand. Um, Maybe it's uh, pure mathematics, like positive Sean was trying to suggest. That because I'd sign up right now. How about uh, how about they split it up? Two thousand people get a million dollars. Okay, seems like so- a good idea. I so- look societally- forward to that drawing. Mm. Yes, yeah, societally, no question, that would be a better. On balance, result a million dollars is a lot of freaking money. Yeah, I could smite <laughs> so many enemies with that. <laughs> uh, coming be up, smiting them right and left. One thing I'd do with all that money, if I wanted, to, I'd do crazy Elon Musk style stuff, like building a tunnel with high speed travel that's going to open in December. Remember, we've been hearing about this Hyperloop link thing. I assumed this was going to be like in the year twenty thirty two, they'd have a prototype
2: ready. But no, right? not Elon Musk, my boy, my man, Elon. Like a month or so,
1: so. We'll talk about that coming up.
2: Yeah, we have a journalist who's going to tell you you could jump on the dang thing
1: by Christmas, kind of, sorta, but close enough. Whether you get off with all your innards intact, oh, I don't know. Stop it, you doubter, doubter. <laughs> We're gonna hurl you through a tunnel at 150 miles an hour, then stop you somehow. I feel like if Elon asked me, I would be the, I would run the maiden voyage of that, but I think he would have to personally ask me. And I'd have to have a long talk with them. Yeah. Now, how do you slow down? Why aren't me down?
2: you on the thing? Well, I've, I've got to, you know, help the engineers. i got to push All the right. button. Yeah, I bet the engineers can do it yourself. How about you get on here with me?
1: Uh, it's very important i be in the control room. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going a few blocks across town at 155 miles an hour. How do you slow me down?
2: Gradually. <laughs> Your predecessors were probably standing by the side of the road shouting, if God had intended the motor car, we'd all drink gasoline ah! or something—some <laughs> some luddite crap. <laughs> Embrace the future. That would have been a heck of a heckle. The future <laughs> is, is getting shot out of a gun in a tube, <laughs> and then somehow <laughs> coming to a stop. Embrace it. What about your liver being flattened—that'll be fine. Ah!
1: very resilient the human liver. Fascinating organ. Most people's hearts will start beating again. Uh, We'll get all the details on how that's going to work coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The
2: conscience of the nation.
0: strong and
3: getty show That's a cool riff, you know? Heck yeah, it's
2: Joe Walsh had cool riffs. Oh yeah. Um, he's crazy as a nut, but he's
1: all oh, the guitar slinger. So, uh, we like Elon Musk around here. We like people who think outside the box. He thinks way outside the box. Right. Not constrained by government, nor really greed for profit.
2: I mean, he's trying to make or a profit, laws but,
1: right <laughs> in some cases. Stop it!
2: <laughs> but his latest, well, one of his many ventures, is the uh, the Hyperloop and and his boring company, as in digging, not uninteresting. <laughs> Is ready to test a tunnel for high speed travel this year. If you've ever wanted to be shot through a tube by Elon Musk, this is exciting news. And Hamza Shaban of the Washington Post, tech reporter, joins us now to talk about it. Hamza, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. So, uh, how extensive a test are we talking about? How much tunnel? What's happening?
0: So it's a, it's about two miles of tunnel, so it's relatively short. But the the big news is that on December 10th, that test tunnel will be open uh, to the public for the very first time. Okay,
1: well, tell us what this thing is. What what does it do?
0: So the, the test tunnel is designed to just demonstrate the feasibility of this underground tunnel network that, that Musk envisions for this high-speed alternative um, to help us uh, deal with, with the, the nightmare that is L.A. traffic and traffic elsewhere across the United States.
1: How high speed?
0: So he says this test tube will go as fast as 155 miles per hour for passengers.
2: And as I mentioned yesterday, when we were discussing this, if you can average thirty-five miles per hour across L.A., it's a miracle. So, so that would be great. Are you aware, though, Hamza, that Californian's ancient governor is planning a choo-choo train that will slowly chug from the north to the south? Why would we embrace an incredible new technology like this? You don't have to answer that if you don't want.
1: <laughs> so, you. is is this a, is this just a basically a subway that goes faster than most subways, or what is it?
0: So, so one of the key differences that Musk says between this system and the subway is that there'll just be a lot more stations, and it won't be these kind of congested central terminals, but this kind of uh, decentralized, a number of hubs that don't have this kind of giant footprint on the street level, and that it's kind of seamless for you to enter and exit, and that all routes will be expressed. So there's also not multiple stops to get to your destination.
1: Do you uh, sit in a chair and wear a seat belt? Or or how does it work? You know,
0: so it's 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 unclear, but but there are two scenarios. So the one is actually you're just in your car, and the car kind of latches on to this 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 what's called a skate, and then you you are shuttled to your destination and in another scenario you're a pedestrian or a cyclist so i can imagine there being seats and seat belts but um it's like i said there's also another scenario where there's a where there's a car and there's no pedestrian
2: quoting your fine piece of journalism for longer routes this vacuum-based system could move people in cars without wind resistance with pods traveling faster than 600 miles per hour
0: it's impressive. Yeah, that, it, that's, that's really uh, – that's, so, so that's Musk's kind of long-term vision is that these, this tunnel system that he's building and pondering now will pave the way for an even more advanced what's called a Hyperloop system that uh, deals with pressurized cabins that will travel even faster than these high-speed networks that he's building now
1: interesting see I don't believe you can hurl people along at 600 miles an hour and then have them stop without their hearts and livers getting squashed flat
0: <laughs> what's what's crazy is that that speed is about how tra- how fast um, airplanes travel so you're you're basically yeah. going as fast as that yeah
2: stupid sorry that was <laughs> that was a little abusive and childlike I, I apologize for that I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> Hamza Shaban of the Washington Post. Uh, Hamza, we appreciate the report very much. Thanks for the information. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. The plane does not get up in the air, travel just across town at 700 miles an hour, then land again. Well, nor will this one. This one's just going to go one hundred and twenty 125. Right. Would you have stood on the beach and thrown rocks at the Wright brothers? It's a yes or no question. <laughs> Man, we'd have wings if God wanted us. You idiots. <laughs> Take that, Orville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, that
2: Orville. Yes. Oh, man. The Hyperloop. It's the future. <laughs> this is excellent. I'm excited by this. Way to go, Elon. Although I did, in reading Hamza's article, become aware of the term Elon time, which indicates that, uh, that uh, the melon is occasionally overly optimistic about when stuff will happen. When a Model 3 will roll off the uh, assembly line, when, you know, a returnable rocket, reusable rocket will be ready. But uh-huh. but that's, uh, I mean, to criticize them for that would be dic- dictionary definition cynicism. That would be denying the good and, and focusing on the bad.
1: Oh, which, which is my hobby. Yeah.
2: Reminds me a little bit about this sent along by alert listener Rob. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the ultimate example of the internet slash social media. Here is the post about a 17-year-old lad. His name is Hart. H-A-R-T. Probably family name. Hart, 17, was so fed up with his sister's flowery candles a few years ago that he decided to make his own. He created man cans, Candles with rugged smells like campfire or coffee.
1: I got a couple of man cans. (laughs) If I eat too much and I gain a little weight, sure, just wear a sport coat. Nobody will see. (laughs) Um, So he created man
2: cans, candles with rugged smells like campfire or coffee that come in soup cans. To collect the cans, Hart buys soup and donates the contents to homeless shelters. He then sells his candles online, and to date, he has provided 80,000 meals to soup kitchens in four states. Learn more at man-cans.com. Then here's your comment. I'm not behind this. Still a white boy reinforcing gender stereotypes. I don't give a crap about how good of a person he is. I'm pretty sure there are some rapists out there who've donated to charities or done something good. Hitler's family probably thought he was a great person. Misogyny is still misogyny. And the response to that was, did you just compare a 17-year-old boy who fed the homeless to Hitler? Now, this is how out of whack we are. It's time we get back in whack.
1: Uh, As as we were taught by those um, researchers with their fake papers that they actually got published. Yes. I would like to think that that's a Russian troll or just a plain old troll trying to get people all fired up. But there's so many people with such crazy ideologies right now. I don't yeah, have any idea. It. Yep. I don't have any idea. There are people that have just crazy thoughts. Remember that stuff we were talking about the other day with those t shirts about boys will be boys. Boys will be good humans. Right. Um, that whole thing. That <laughs> there's there's some people out there that are really, really just unique in human history.
2: The postmodern grievance studies culture that we're breeding is A suicidal, B absolutely looney tunes. And what bothers me is the number of young people who not only believe it, but they get so fired up because they think they're doing the wrong thing. They seek to angrily spread that point of view. Oh, which brings us to Mitch McConnell. And I think his wife were trying to eat the other day in his home state of Tennessee. And the elderly turtle looking son of a gun was shouted out of the restaurant.
1: And then now I heard one report I heard was the guy was pounding on his table. Yeah. While he yelled at him, is that right. true? Can you yeah. can you stand there and pound on the table of the leader of the U.S. Senate and get away with it? I'm you shocked. You do end up in jail. Can.
2: I'm shocked that you can. And we have warned many many times: if you put up with this, it will start going in both directions. And Nancy Pelosi did an appearance in uh, Miami the other day. And, uh, and and a bunch of Cubans who are anti-communists, anti-socialists, because their families escaped that sort of regime, uh, decided to to meet Nancy uh, as she was walking to the appearance. Uh, look at Nancy Pelosi right here. Look at this piece of shit right here. Look at this piece of Pelosi right here. Communist! 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 You don't belong here, you communists. Communist! Get the out of here. Get you- the you're shouting communist!
1: If you don't think we're headed toward violence, political violence, you're crazy. Uh, this just, you can't put up with this. Now, it was okay when it was our side
2: because our cause is so important. And we were justified in screaming at people and, and frightening them out of restaurants and howling at them on uh, elevators because we were right. When the other side does it, they're wrong, so that's not good. God,
1: there you got... We're not even
2: grown-ups anymore.
1: McConnell and Pelosi, those are two of the big six, the the six most powerful people in America. Mm -hmm. And you can't have people screaming, you're a piece of ass, or pounding on your table at the restaurant. You just can't have that.
3: Yeah.
2: Then the guys proceeded to pound on the door, which I think was a back entrance and may not have made any difference,
3: but... yeah.
1: So that's on. It's on! That is not good. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well,
3: President Trump says GOP voters are pumped and Republicans will do better than expected in the midterms. Meanwhile, you got the director of the CIA sent to Turkey looking at the death of Khashoggi. And what is the worst color to wear in photos? News you can use.
1: Hmm. Flesh color for mm. me. <laughs> I don't look good in flesh colored <laughs> clothes. Mm. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. do you do this do you go up and down with your weight do you do that no i'm i'm alone here been the same weight since i was 17 no yes of course yeah a lot i moved in a fairly small range but it's amazing how much different you feel with not that many pounds like in the effort to put on your shoes in the morning, etc. <laughs> uh, unpleasant. Let's get the news now with Marsha Pelosi. Well,
3: President Trump is escalating his efforts to push immigration reform hard before the November elections. Trump complaining last night at a rally about the thousands of Central American migrants heading to the U.S.-Mexico border, putting the blame for the caravan squarely on the backs of the Democrats. As we speak, the Democrat Party is openly encouraging millions of illegal aliens to break our laws, violate our borders and overwhelm our nation. That's what's happening. The Democrats have launched an assault on the sovereignty of our country, the security of our nation and the safety of every single American. Now that message-
2: the number of times he had to step away from the microphone yeah. because the crowd was roaring and chanting, and he walked around with his arms out just soaking
1: it up. Right. And laughing over and over again. He's a guy with a 47% approval rating, and then he goes into right. places where he's super popular. And, I mean, the crowds go o like Obama had. Um, we're, we're in an era of populism where people love their leader, their side. I mean, just love them in a way that it didn't used to be when I was younger. I mean, people cheered, but just... The, 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 the fever. Right. I remember that when Obama came on the scene and he'd get those cuts, Obama, Obama. It's just right. like, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. And I hadn't. And now Trump has got the same exact thing going.
2: I think part of it has to do with the accident of history when we grew up and became young, young adults and all. Because the post-Watergate era was fraught with cynicism and skepticism about politicians. And now we've all kind
3: of forgotten and gotten all starry-eyed again as a country. Trump obviously enthused by the enthusiastic crowds he's been drawn at the rallies for GOP candidates around the country. He's telling reporters that he sees now a tremendous spirit among voters that will power Republicans to victory in the midterms. So he is making arounds at the rallies and really, really stirring things up. I mean, oh yeah, you know what tape we need is when he talked
2: about the uh, the fake news media and the crowd just goes nuts and oh, chants yeah. "CNN sucks." Yeah, socks and yeah
3: that was that was awesome president, meanwhile, has dispatched the director of the CIA to Turkey in a quest to get more information about the death of the Saudi writer Khashoggi and weigh a possible U.S. response. Meanwhile, the Saudi King Salman and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman have just received the family of the killed journalist to express their condolences. Oh, I'm sure that's sincere. The royals receiving the journalist's son wow. and his brother... In Riyadh today, a friend of the Khashoggi family telling the Associated Press that the Sons have been under a travel ban since last year, the invi- uh, individual speaking about the meeting on condition of anonymity, fearing reprisal.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that invitation was a very kind and generous one that they could have turned down if they'd like. No.
1: Hey, by the way, getting back to the Trump rallies yes. uh, briefly, USA, to talk, uh, USA Today talks about how Trump is uh, campaigning unlike any president ever has. Uh, leading into a midterm. By the time you get to election day, two weeks from today, he will have conducted more than 30 rallies in the last five weeks of the campaign, far exceeding anything uh, Barack Obama or George W. Bush did. Thousands of miles, 30 rallies. He's really good at it. Yeah, enjoys
2: it, clearly. He's
1: got unbelievable energy for these kind of things as a 72-year-old. As a fat guy
2: who doesn't exercise. (laughs) (laughs) He's a genetic freak.
3: Yeah. And I wonder, you know, how much sleep do you think he gets at night? I've been trying to figure this out. Uh, he's a, Isn't he a
1: four or five hour guy? I yeah. think so. Um, I, night you, after night. Can you imagine, though, if, if somebody said in the next five weeks we have to do 30 hour and a half to two hour events in front of giant crowds? I'd fake my own death and disappear. i think. like, oh my God, that's going to be the worst five weeks of my life.
3: Yeah, yeah. He loves it. Laps it up. The Pantone Color Institute has come out with some advice we can all use on what colors to wear and not wear for photos. Now, Jack, you say you avoid flesh colors for photos. Mm -hmm. Their advice, solid colors are always best. Don't wear patterns. Don't wear pastels or whites. It'll make you look washed out. So what should you wear? Best colors are deep reds, teals, and other shades in the blue-green family, the most (laughs) universally flattering family of all colors. All right. So... There you go. If you're going out for a picture today, get yourself some teal. What do you prefer, the blue-green family or the f- Saud family? <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a show, The Conscience of the Nation. That's right, we are. Got a mom who's terrified of Halloween,
1: has posted a job ad for someone to take her kids trick-or-treating on Halloween because she's. Scared of all the costumes and whatnot. I'd do that. What does it pay? She's a crazy person. That's what she is, huh? My kids are grown up now. I'd be happy to do it. Taking little kids trick-or-treating is awesome.
2: Remember to say thank you. I'm good at it. It's fun. From the street. How's it going, Jim? Good. Good. Yeah, me too. Cool. Thanks. And then you walk to your next
1: neighbor. Do the same thing. My kids have caught on that the grannies, as they call them, give out more candy. Oh, yeah. So you got to look for the houses that are run by <laughs> grannies. Probably have a chart, done some scouting. They went to one granny's house last yeah. year. They gave out full-size candy bars. Oh. They still talk about it. Ooh. Full-size Ooh. Snicker bar. Oh. That's winning the lottery. <laughs> it's still the talk of the town. Wow. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> your eyes get wide up. That's for me? Ooh. Me, I hand out one Skittle to each kid. Here's your Skittle. You get a purple one. I you remember get he, a yellow one. I remember he used to go with cream corn. Yeah. Level out some piping hot cream corn. <laughs> That's right. Hold out your bowls, kids. You don't have any bowls. That's right. The bag right. will do. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh,
0: what a thing to
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Headline on the caravan is it's going to take over a month to get here, but here is California, not Texas. Last time around the big caravan landed in Texas, and I think that's what a lot of people were thinking, but they have decided to head to California, which obviously is a more favorable destination for come on in and you're a citizen in our eyes. And Gavin Newsom will give you free health care. As a matter of fact, all
2: 7,000 of those people make it in in a couple of weeks. Could have some really good news for you. But it is going to wreck
1: the state. It's going to take like a month. So the landing part won't affect the election. It's actually timing out perfectly for Trump, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So. In the larger cities, uh, and, oh, that's, you know, it's funny. I'm reminded we had a conversation just the other day. In the medium-sized cities and the smaller cities, all up and down the West Coast, you're seeing lots and lots of uh, homeless people. Towns that never had a single person in them now have dozens living in a camp at the edge of town or in an abandoned lot or whatever. It's really amazing. And given recent court cases and, Political restraints. Nobody has any idea what to do about it.
1: Over in Hungary, I'll tell you what you do. You go back to whatever we were doing five years ago, ten years ago, when there were a lot fewer homeless people. What were we doing then as a
2: society? I would be curious to just, you know, look up three or four policies, benefits, uh, rulings, uh, and just change them back. See yeah. what happens. You ought to turn back the clock. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban has passed a constitutional amendment this summer that bans people from living on the streets. The vague legislation has been criticized as cruel and incompatible with international human rights law by United Nations experts. It's probably worth mentioning that he's uh, one of your uh, European leaders defending the continent's Christian identity against a Muslim influx. So that may have something to do with it. Hungary says it offers sufficient space in emergency shelters to accommodate all individuals without a home and would provide additional support starting this week. The law will actually save lives. The only way to get back on your feet after becoming homeless starts from getting temporary accommodation because from there they can get social support, clothes, jobs, community work, and training. Says the State Secretary of Human Resources, uh, unpronounceable. Now, from... Leftier quarters, it's being criticized as inhumane and cruel, but assuming for the moment that that's true, that they have enough space for people, and if you want to go in, you can, I don't understand how that's inhumane and cruel, unless you believe that the tax paying citizens of a town, any town, have to put up with people living in the streets and parks and the rest of it. That wasn't the case for most of human history. I mean, at least Western civilization. You get your beggars in the streets in India and whatnot.
1: So what was that legislation? Was it in California where uh, they're talking about hospitals are not allowed to kick a homeless person out unless they got someplace to go?
2: Until they've arranged food and clothing and uh, and housing for
1: them. And is that still making its way through the uh, process? I'm not sure where that stands. That would be undoable, obviously, or as hospitals would immediately become just homeless shelters. Yep you would never go to an ER because it would be completely out of control. Right, right.
2: Yeah, the hospitals are terrified of that. I don't know the status of that, honestly. And that's one of the frustrations of, you know, big giant government in general, but uh, corrupt California in particular is you hear about these outrageous laws and you think that can't possibly pass. But then it does, with virtually no attention paid to it, partly because we're all obsessed with Trump. And it's all about federal politics, politics. so... 90% of the population pays zero interest to their state and local governments.
1: I don't know anybody who's not uh, pretty focused on this homeless issue. Agreed. I am. Um, or is at least acutely aware of it. I mean, people in small towns I know are aware of it. Have you ever talked to anybody who says, oh, I haven't really noticed it. it's gotten any worse in my mind? Absolutely not. No, nah, nah. everybody says the town is, their town has changed completely from what it was 10 years ago. In 2013, Hungary
2: prohibited begging in many public spaces, threatening fines and prison sentences. They don't have the First Amendment over liar, which the judges have ruled that, you know, begging is First Amendment right. What the hell? Hey, give me some money. That's free speech. Well, I and mean, I agree, actually, but. Um, homeless shelter operator Gabor Ivanyi warned that the law serves the aim of scaring the homeless to prompt
1: them to flee the streets.
2: Yes. Yes. They are scared and don't know what to do now. So
1: go somewhere else. Right, I think that's exactly... That's always been my policy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Some homeless people refuse to move into shelters, citing unsafe conditions and the presence of drug dealers or the threat of illnesses. Psychologists also say that some individuals prefer sleeping outside of out of fear of accumulations of people, which can be associated with a number of mental illnesses. Wow. By Monday, many homeless people had disappeared from the central streets of the country's capital, Budapest according to Hungarian media
1: outlets. yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what you do with all the mentally ill people. I have no idea. I don't know how you handle that. My youngest with his various problems and all the, the time and money we're spending on doctors and this and that, and it looks like we may have got an appointment. I think we got an appointment with supposedly the person that's the best in the world at what we think he's got. Mm. The best in the whole world. Wow. So that's got to help, you would think. But anyway, a friend of mine said, what happens to someone like your son if they don't, you know, if they can't afford everything you're doing? I said, well, they get kicked out of school at some point, and then they end up homeless. That's what happens to them.
0: Yep.
2: Or the family, in many heartbreaking cases, tries desperately to take care of them as long as they can, but once they become an adult... Right. Then they do whatever they want to do. Well, right, and, and it could be physically difficult or unsafe to try to compel them to stay at home, and... And you're on the road. Yeah, we we do a terrible job with mental illness in this country. As you know, my ongoing, the Joe Getty theory of civilization, that societies veer from guardrail to guardrail. Way to one thing, then way to another. And they hit a sweet spot briefly, but they pass it so quickly, heading to the guardrail on the other side, that you never know you're in the sweet spot. And... We should not be a country where I can whisper, "Hey, he's uh, mentally ill. You probably ought to jail him." And the authorities rush in and grab you. I mean, that's been used by dictators. In jail, years. put in yeah. a
1: hospital. Same thing. You're well, not allowed to leave.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. You're denied your liberty because um, that's that's an old timey technique at dictators. The Soviet Union did that all the time. Um, at the same time, to have you know, incredibly insufficient and unhelpful programs available for mentally ill adults. And tons of them living on the streets. That ain't right either. What to do about it? I don't know. I you know I'd like to quit the our job and spend the next two years studying it and trying to come up with an idea, but it's not
1: easy. There's a lot
3: of stuff the government th- does that would non-nostic. be.
1: I think it's impossible. I think hmm. it's actually impossible. What do you mean? Unless you're gonna unless you're gonna make people go, I don't see how it can possibly be dealt with.
2: You get a, a panel of professionals who certifies you fifty one fifty. And once they certify that, and there's there's a review process.
1: Is specifically you're a danger to yourself or others, I think.
2: Okay. Fifty one fifty one. The <laughs> new Joe Getty designation. Where you are deemed to be uh, non compass mentis. You can't take care of yourself. You can't make it. Right. You yeah, you can't make it. And, you know, you can appeal that every couple of years, but if that's the diagnosis, then there are programs that you will be invited into.
1: Are you going to make them go? I think you got to make them go. I, I, don't, There's no, I, I don't know I,
2: what the alternative is. I
1: honestly is. believe, yeah, exactly. Unless you're going to make people go to something like a mental hospital, in which case you're basically putting them in jail because mm-hmm. they're not allowed to leave, Yeah. then, then it's, it can't be done. It seems
2: clear to me we have to have one of our panel shows and talk to experts on this, because it occurs to me that dragging them into a program they have no desire to to be at and denying them their liberty is one cruelty. Not doing that and having them end up on the streets with the you know, uh, the fear, the crime, the cold, the rain, the whatever else is going on on the streets. That's another kind of cruelty. That's another Which kind one cr- are
1: you going to choose? But that's a kind of cruelty to them and me walking right. down the street past them. Right. So now you're being doubly cruel.
2: Well, and, and the victims of a lot of uh, people. And, and I know, I know, most mentally ill people are perfectly safe and, and gentle. Um, but plenty are not. And so you got the victims of their crazy, crazy crimes.
1: Right. So uh, which is the crueler? I, I think you I think you got to lock people up. I don't know how you square that with the Constitution. Well, you can't. That's the problem. Well, my careful 5150 designation with the appeals
2: process and the panels of kind and benevolent uh, experts
1: when we can find them. And then, as I've talked about... Diagnosing their particular mental illness and treating it—it's right. its whole other level of thing. I mean,
2: yeah, we're way ahead of where we were a hundred years ago, but we're nowhere near the uh, the end zone on that. So this is uh, perhaps the perfect example of perfect being the enemy of good enough, and good enough is fairly miserable too. Well, this is a depressing segment. Does anybody have anything funny to say? Anybody?
1: Nope. John, Michelangelo, Merkin, Merkin. <laughs> <laughs> A public wig. Yeah, Google it. Don't image search it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.